Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. There's a story about a guy who works on the crew of one of the Law and Order series. I guess he's a driver? Or he was sitting in the driver's seat of a vehicle that was uh, saving a parking space. And the next thing you know, someone comes around the corner, shoots and kills him and drives off. Welcome to New York, everybody. That's the kind of thing you would see on Law & Order. This is what happened. The lawlessness that is taking place, it's happening everywhere. It's happening in New York. It's happening in, in, in San Francisco. I mean, in San Francisco, they just pulled the, the, the DA. They recalled him. And rightfully so. New York, they just had this case where a guy robs a bodega, is has physically assaulted the owner of the bodega. And then when the guy gets the chance, the bodega owner, he's able to grab his knife and he stabs the guy who is attacking him and robbing the place. The guy dies. They brought murder charges against the bodega owner. I'm sorry, bodega worker. And the DA, this leftist who doesn't charge anybody is throwing a second-degree murder charge at the bodega worker until enough public backlash took place where he's dropped it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833-GOT-TONY. Would love to hear from you. 833-468-8669. Finally, dropping the charges of second-degree murder. In San Francisco, they have a new district attorney. And the new DA, she's cleaning a house. 15 staffers from the old DA, gone, goodbye, see ya, out of here, pow, ping, bang. Because these people don't believe in actually enforcing laws. In my beloved Indianapolis, we've got a prosecutor, Ryan Mears, and there, there's a lack of prosecutions that takes place. But, of course, if there are going to be laws on the books in Indiana about abortion, he's not going He's not going to prosecute those cases. Tough guy. That's the argument. If you're willing to play in the politics, tough guy, that's great. But it doesn't do anything for people who need a prosecutor because you need to have strong law and order and that's not coming from any specific group that's coming from the entirety of the society there you don't get more left than san francisco but you can't have a prosecutor who doesn't actually believe in prosecution they believe in this new idea of well you know it's not really a crime or it shouldn't be a this. And oh, Those people are an oppressed group, so you can't do that over there. <laughs> no one wants to hear that crap. No one cares. 
if they're white, prosecute. If they're black, prosecute. If they're Hispanic, prosecute. If they're Asian, prosecute. Gay, straight, doesn't matter. Prosecute if they've committed a crime. That's what people want. That's what people want. They want you to actually do your job. They don't want you um, to to uh, in, engage in uh, uh, this 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 wokeness. Well, well, yes, they 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 did kill somebody, but as you know, their their skin color means that we we give them a pass. What the? Nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants the white guy to get a pass if they kill somebody. And nobody wants the black guy to get a pass if they kill somebody. They want cases prosecuted. Now, sometimes a prosecutor has a problem. This is a problem that police have noted for a while. You know who did it. You know who caused the problem. You've built up the case against them. And then people in the neighborhood won't testify. That's a real issue. And my argument is if people in the neighborhood won't testify, the police should say so. Well, we we brought this case, but you wouldn't testify, so you should expect response times to be four minutes slower. Now, someone's going to say to me, Tony, that's despicable. My argument goes as follows. For a neighborhood to be serious, they actually have to act serious. They have to act serious. They have to be willing to go after people who cause problems in their neighborhoods. If you're not willing to do so, then the police are wasting their time and they can spend their time in other places that are serious. Eventually you'll get serious and everything will be okay. You have to be serious about these things. Oh yeah, I know, I know what some people are going to say uh, about, about my argument. I get that. But you think you're living by some kind of code? You think there's some kind of code you're living by? By not saying, yep, that's the guy who did it. That's the guy who flat out, uh, you know, committed murder on our streets. Murdered a six-year-old. That's the guy. If you can't say that, expect more six-year-olds to get murdered. Now, sometimes it's a scary proposition. Uh, in Indianapolis, there had actually been a conversation. I don't even know if it still in, is, is in effect about witness protection. When I first heard that, it was quite a few years ago, I said, what in the world? Witness protection. But you listen to people and you're like, oh, okay. People are afraid to speak out, so they need some protection to speak out so this can happen. Give them the protection. You know, there was a story of this, uh, we, we, we talked about it, this, this, this 10-year-old that was raped. Oh, God, it's still so awful. And to learn how many kids are, are raped, and, and we don't hear the stories, it's frightening. Um, but the, the, somebody had gone, I think it was from, from Univision or something like that, or Telemundo, and had gone to this woman's house and are trying to talk to her, which I thought, the, the mom's house, right? And I thought that was crazy. And they're like, oh, you got it wrong about the rapist, everybody's fine. You're like, what? why in the world would you say everything's fine? What? And then you question whether or not this rapist belongs to a gang. This rapist has, knows somebody who will, if you, if, you, if you rat, if you say this, if you say that, we're going to hurt this one, we're going to hurt that one, we're going to hurt the other one. You don't know. What you do know is that prosecutors who don't prosecute are hurting everybody. 
everybody everywhere gets hurt when prosecutors don't do their job. And when San Francisco says uh, recall, and now we're seeing this in Los Angeles with the former uh, uh, DA there in in San Francisco, uh, Gascon, they're trying to uh, repeal him or, or recall him. He's fighting it. One of the things he just did, he uh, disbanded what they call the lifer unit. So it's a group of volunteers that lets families know when criminals who were engaged in acts against them or family members are up for parole. He disbanded this group that lets people know, whether it's police officers or, or, or families, hey, so-and-so's up for parole, you may want to show up so you can speak out against this or that, disbanded the group. So they're not able to as easily get the information so more people can go free, more bad guys can go free. I mean, it's, it's a radical view of justice, and I should say it's not a view of justice. As we know it, it's a view of some kind of social justice or woke justice, and that stuff doesn't provide any value whatsoever. Never has and never, ever will. And people are sick of it. They don't want anything to do with it. They want no part of it. I, I look at that, and I'm like, That's, that, that gives me some hope. That should give all of us some hope. DAs, prosecutors who don't do their job, they have to be removed. This uh, new DA, Brooke Jenkins, she's cleaning house. She held this 20-minute introductory meeting that a lot of people described as uncomfortable and icy, and then the next thing you know, bloop, out. Laid off 15 staffers right there and then. So it's, it's, it's a good first step. Let's see what changes on the streets in San Francisco. Uh, uh, hopefully what changes is the people crapping on them. That should change immediately. I'm Tony Katz. The Twitter-Elon Musk fight starts in October. Judge ruling, was this, did this happen today? Yeah, this did happen today. Twitter wanted the proceedings to be expedited because the merger agreement with Musk terminates on October 25th. Musk is urging the court to reject the unjustifiable unjustifiable request and wanted the trial date to be February 13th, 2023 or later. And the judge is like, oh no, 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 we'll do this. We'll do this now, please. So, okay. We got something to look forward to in October. That isn't political. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, is a case like this, is it, does does this happen, I, I don't know, live, like, do we get to hear Elon testify? Is there any of that? Any of that at all? Because if you think that that uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard was something, the only thing that won't happen is somebody pooping in the bed, and we don't even know. This is Twitter. Are we actually going to have any level of public understanding of 
how many bots they have because that's that's the issue. What what Elon is saying, he wanted to buy Twitter for forty four billion dollars. His producer Ari said that's a terrible investment. Producer Ari said that's ridiculous. Ridiculous, I say. Nya, 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 nya. You could have bought a football team and a baseball team and a basketball team and some ice cream. You don't need Twitter. Since when did you have a recording device running? Is this me on loop? <laughs> I know. I know. I, I've been working on my impressions. It's pretty good. It's not bad at all. Um, but he did. He was like, this is the dumbest purchase in the world. Think of all the things you can buy for $44 billion. You don't need this. This is crazy. So he's going to buy Twitter. And then he says, hey, how many fake accounts do you have? And Twitter is like, and and um, I'm quoting here, I actually have exclusive audio of how Twitter answered the question. Elon Musk is, how many fake accounts do you have? And Twitter said, they made the claim that they 5% are these bots and, and, and fake accounts. And Elon Musk is like, nah. It's bigger than that. Come on, come on. How many of their fake? And his argument is you couldn't prove to me how many of their fake. So what am I actually buying? Says he's not going to go through with the deal. Twitter's like, uh, we're going to force you to go through with the deal. And thus, we're at the lawsuit here. So will we learn in this lawsuit, will we be able to see the amount of fake accounts? Will that information come up? I don't know. But man, do I want to. And one of the reasons that you would want to is that it would it would allow you to say, why do we pay attention to this damn thing? Part of the issue, part of the problem, and I will admit I was not the first person to say this. It was actually Fingers Malloy who does the... Um, Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show with me, and he's got a radio show in, in Michigan, and he writes for PJ Media. Fingers is, is really good. He used to write for the Washington Times Online. He, he could write anywhere. Solid dude. Great radio partner. Solid dude. He said what, what TV learned, they learned it early, and which is why, you know, we looked at social media, we looked at new media, and said this is going to be the death of, of TV and this and that, and it wasn't. What TV learned is that they don't need to do work anymore. They don't need to do man on the street. They don't need to gather a group of people and get ideas and theories and philosophies. They can grab a tweet, just any tweet from any person of note or otherwise that, that, that fits their, um, that fits their, their, their demographic that fits their ideology, that fits their narrative, and they can build a whole story around it. And once you realize you can do that, holy crap, the power of the thing. And look how often that happens. Look how often that takes place. They take a tweet from Lord only knows who, and they build a whole story around that, and then commentary around that, and they ask people their opinion on it, and everything else. Is the tweet coming from a legitimate person? Or is it coming from one of the bots? 
That's why this is so important to us, because it doesn't just affect the people who are on social media. It affects all of us who are inundated with the holy, unbelievable tidal wave tsunami of crap that social media brings. That's why I want to see it. That's why I want to know. So we're going to keep focused on that. Then there's the, I caught this story. I don't know, Producer Ari, if you know anything about this or not. Who's with you today? Who's who's working the board today, Ari? My man, James. He's, James, uh, what's he's going training. On? James uh, is, uh, there, there's a story here about uh, Rogan making a comment to Tom Segura, who was a guest on his podcast. Uh, about the Adderall? No, about shooting homeless people in L.A.? Oh, no, we're thinking of different things. I didn't know anything about the Adderall. It's definitely not as uh, graphic as that. The only reason I caught it is because, you know, I get uh, alerts for certain things. And it says in the July 14th episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, the host's discussion with comedian Segura moved to the topic of homelessness in Los Angeles. The cigar-smoking duo discussed some dark ideas about L.A.'s unhoused population. First of all, um, why, why did cigar smoking come into play? I'm glad they're smoking cigars. Good on them. Good. On, I, th- I think Rogan smokes foundation cigars. I think that's his. I don't think he owns it. I think he just likes uh, the, the, the brand. But what do you bring a cigar smoking? What, what does that have to do with anything? Um, I, 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 he, he, they say, so cigars, like, you see stuff like that on the streets. At least in Los Angeles or in California, that's protected property. And Rogan's like, oh, a homeless person's property is protected? And Segura's like, absolutely. If you try to move that or take that, Rogan said you'd get arrested hilarious, but they wouldn't arrest you if you shot somebody. Maybe you should just go shoot the homeless people. Segura said, I like your ideas. And Rogan said, and if nobody claims it, I mean, nobody does anything about violent crime in L.A. anymore. He's not going out there suggesting you shoot people. Yeah, I mean, that's clearly not literal. Why... He's making he's, he's he's making the point. He's making the point that there there's a lack of there's a lack of of, of what we were we were just discussing with DAs and prosecutors. That's the point. And then somebody tweeted nothing like a couple of rich blanks sitting around smoking cigars and criticizing people at their rock bottom. I swear to you, if cigars start becoming a thing on this and people start being anti-cigar, I'm, I'm, I'm going to war. Don't mess with daddy and his cigars. By the way, in this conversation, I am, I am daddy. I am, I'm daddy, just so. Just so we know. More to get to. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. to do with this Ari huge baby huge I so I, I we're in the 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 I'm, I'm doing the show Tony Katz Tony Katz today what's up guys so every now and then I'm like okay that's interesting that's interesting I'm doing the the the, the show and I see a text come across from the regional vice president for urban one and people know the name Urban One because Urban One bought the stations 
from Emma's Communications. WIBC, Emma's Communications, uh, and, and they sold the stations to, to Urban One. And people have been a little worried about, well, what, what does this mean? And what does it mean for the station? Are they got to change the station? I don't think anybody's changing anything. I don't think anybody's changing a, a, a single solitary thing. Like, I, I don't expect it. They, this, this is a group that has a, a talk station in, in, in Charlotte, and, like, like they didn't change anything there, and they don't change anything with us. But people were very worried about it because they hear Urban One, like, wait, it's a black-owned company? Yes, it is. They focus on, on hip-hop and urban radio? Well, yes, they do. Oh, my gosh, they're going to destroy WIBC. No, they're capitalists. WIBC does pretty damn well. They wanted to grow their footprint, and so so they have. So it's like I think we're like a second talk station, and and now they have two sports stations. So they're getting more into that spoken word stuff, and, and cool. And 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 I've had these conversations, a couple conversations. They've been super lovely, and and I, I look. You never know until you know. But I've like like zero zero panic in the world. I have not been bothered by this this sale at all, at all. And so uh, the, the regional vice president, Dion, I see a text from him. Like, all, all right. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's listening. I don't, maybe he's got a lot of stations he's got to listen to. Maybe he's listening to the show. And the text, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, say the text right here. Congratulations on your Marconi nomination. I have not gotten an email at this stage of the game. I have not seen anything. I'm doing, I'm, guys, I'm talking to you. I'm doing the show. Congratulations on your Marconi, uh, the Marconi Awards. Um, they are uh, radio awards for uh, best host, best station, best producer, things like that. And they break it down uh, into, into specifics, right? You have major markets, small markets, medium markets, and large markets. That's how you do it. Then you have like they have like radio manager of the year and station legendary station of the year. Oh, they do all these things. Like, all right, I've seen them before. We've won awards before in in the state of Indiana. We we won awards early on in 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 starting the show, and then they realized what I was all about. They're like, we are never going to give this guy an award again. <laughs> Just take him right off the list. Cats, nope. <laughs> Move on. I don't. I have. I. I don't pay attention. I don't. You know. I. Don't, I don't put myself up. I, I. Like. I don't even know how this works. And so this text. Congratulations. I'm like what in the hell? So uh, Indianapolis is not major market. It's large market. Uh, Boston, New York, Atlanta, Chicago. Right. It's based on population. Those are considered major markets. Large market personality of the year. I got nominated. I, I, I have no idea who or how or what. Great, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And then you take a look at our market, large market station of the year. Nomination, WIBC. So I got nominated and the station got nominated. Bro, if we win, we're throwing the rager of all ragers. First, wait, are we talking about if I win or if the station wins? Either or. Yeah. Look, if, if the sta- I So, okay. 
All right. Am am I in a position where I could absolutely positively bag on Hammer Nigel and 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 Kendall and Casey? Uh, in jest. Okay. All in jest. All in jest. I have a real issue, and I think these guys know it. I have a real issue with sharing success. Like when we do really well in the ratings or something like that, you don't ever hear me talk about it. I, 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 you'll hear, at the most you'll hear me say, guys, we're doing great, and it's because of you, and I appreciate it. And that's all true. We are doing great. And it is all because of you. And you have no idea how much I appreciate it. But I don't, I don't talk about the numbers. I never, ever talk about the, 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 the numbers. And when, and, but Hammer and Idol do. Oh, they love talking about the numbers. And I'm always like, God, I love them. Right, they're they're on from from three to from three to seven p.m. I love them. I love the show they do. I wish they wouldn't do this. It drives me nuts. It drives me crazy. And then I'll see like Kendall talking about how the station's doing. I'm like, oh, oh, oh it's just a just a night because ratings are awful. Picture how this works, guys. I don't know if anyone's ever told you this. Maybe it's a little inside radio. Maybe it's a little inside baseball. Screw it. Ratings works in the following way. The Nielsen people, by the way, if you want a way not to win a Marconi, have this conversation. The Nielsen people will basically send you a pager. So through the radio, um, the, the, the radio is encoded, and there is a signal that can be picked up and that registers with the little pager, and that's how, that's how Nielsen is able to figure out ratings. It used to be through a diary system. You would send in, okay, this is what I listened to. But people often forgot what they listened to, and they put the same thing through the whole day, and, and, and that was it. Then they went to this meter system, which have a little more immediacy, but they don't give it to everybody. They pick a sampling size, and then they extrapolate out. So if you have the right people in, in, in this panel of people they have, you could do very well. And then the next month or two months or however the damn well system works, you could have three new people in the panel. So three people come out of it. They listen to other things. And the next thing you know, uh, you're in like 127th place. And you're like, what? I didn't change anything. I didn't make fun of anybody's mother. What the hell is this? That's how we determine how I get paid? This is insane. Insane. No one should engage a business like this. No one should make a living like this. This is nuts. It took me three years to start calming down and recognizing that the ratings were not the end-all, be-all to your life. You gotta breathe. You gotta you gotta not be driven by it. What you have to be driven by is is trends. Are there things you can learn from the 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 audience groups, right? Because you're broken down into age, you're broken down in, in, into sex. Is there something you can learn about that? And is there something you can learn about how people are listening by the hour? Like like that stuff really got to me because that was that was like data driven. Like okay, I could do something with that. But ratings, you can't, it's like sometimes you're number one and then sometimes you're number seven. You didn't change what you do. 
So I don't ever, I, I believe in the Barry Sanders theory. When Barry Sanders uh, played football, and after he scored a touchdown, producer Ari, you know what he would do? Take a shot of bourbon. A man, that would have been awesome. He gave the ball back to the ref. He acted like he'd been there before. I always thought that was, that was everything. Man, don't, don't, don't be cheering. Act like you've been there before. Well, number one, fantastic. Act like you've been there before. That's, that is my, uh, my, my theory. That's my philosophy. That said, Producer Ari, if WIBC wins a Marconi, the party is going to be out of mother blanking control. Oh, it's going to be wet and wild. It's going to be a rager. Uh, Nigel Nigel will show up drunk and leave without pants. That's a normal Wednesday for him. True enough. And it's going to happen on a Wednesday. Uh, Hammer is going to DJ. We We are all doing shots. Oh. Oh, there's no doubt. Because cause really, it'll just be like an excuse for a party. You know, it'd be just a total excuse for a, for a party. I guarantee I guarantee you that if WIBC wins a Marconi Award, the party will be nuts. Nuts. If I don't have a list of sponsors right now ready to go to be, to be a part of that party, you know what? Screw it. We do the party win, lose, or draw. We're Hammer and Nigel. Get in the studio right now. We're planning this out. Well, this is ha- win, lose, or draw. <laughs> We're having a freaking party. We've earned it. We deserve it. You know what? India's earned it. India's deserves it. Let's go. Let's just have a party. Done and done and freaking done. Oh, that's got to happen, producer Ari. That's got to happen. Um, as for me, I think that's really cool. Thank you. Getting nominated? Sure. Appreciate it. I don't know what to do with it. I, 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 I don't, I, I didn't even know I was up for it, for being nominated. I don't know if I've ever been nominated before. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the winners are announced October 19th. Someone want to put that down on a calendar? The, is it the night of October 19th? At the Marconi Radio Awards dinner held during the NAB show in New York. Does that mean we're going, Producer Ari? I don't think I get an invite. I think you probably get one. Yeah, so wait, am I going? I mean, I feel like you kind of want to. It seems like it'd be fun. I don't, I don't know. Once in a, could be once in a lifetime opportunity, man. I don't know what what like like. Do you get to give a speech? If you win, hell yeah, you're giving it. Even if it's not, uh, you know, you just run up there and start speaking. I, I what am I, Kanye? Sorry, Taylor. Hold on a second. And then slap the host like Chris Rock. <laughs> Dude, I'm fitting it all in. I get, why don't I just go full Marlon Brando and send a Native American up to take the award? That's, just, uh, that's a that's a that's a very deep reference. Just do the whole thing. I don't think I'm going. Oh, man, don't make me do that. I'll be your proxy. You you want to go in my stead? I mean, am I get I, travel and hotel will be paid for, of course, by uh, by. Well, others. clearly. Okay, then sure, I'll go. Who, I if we could send anybody in our stead to grab the award, who do we send? I don't know, like uh, 
Hammer and Nigel. Yeah, we send would, Hammer and Nigel. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Look, it, it, it's fun. It, it's fun and 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 good on. Good on. Uh, oh, I already got people. I already got people tweeting out and texting that they're totally in to sponsor the Marconi party. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That is, that is hilarious. Dude, we have the party anyway. We got to do it. Yeah, but that doesn't that like tie into the date of uh, a night with WIBC? I, I don't know that it's a firm scheduled date yet, is it? I think it is. Uh... Hold on a second. I've got it. Nope, that's not it. Oh, I don't even know. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Yeah, probably best. You okay. Don't. Yeah, it does. It does not conflict. It does not conflict with uh, a night with WIBC. I just want like a little plastic Marconi award if you end up winning, just like to put on my shelf. Yeah. Just you to, want like a photocopy? Yeah, that'd be fine too. <laughs> I just want it to a Marconi award-winning producer Ari Castle on my tombstone. <laughs> dude, dude, it's got it's got it's got to help something, right? That's just it. Like let's let's say you you win. You know, it's a major award. It's gonna say for Gile on it. Um, what does it? What does it? Like, does it help? Like, I, 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 I'd be a fool to say that's a bad thing. But like, what is it? I'm curious. I think it's just a recognition of the job well done, man. Like, if I think obviously the prestige can't be can't be bought. It's got to be earned. But I think it's just you know it's a reflection on the work you've done and a idea that your peers and others in the profession have agreed that you're at the top of your game. I think that the important part about getting nominated, never mind winning, is that it upsets all the people who hate you so very much. How could he be nominated? He's so terrible. He's so awful. And it's just, oh, just show him that. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for those tweets. Any, any Anybody who's, who's ever come after me, just send them the Tony Katz nominated for Marconi. Just send them back that. That's all you got to do. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fun. Not as fun as Bill de Blasio dropping out of the race for Congress. The former mayor of New York was going to run for Congress. He was going to be um, this, this really important progressive. And some polling came out, and he basically got 3%. And so he's saying it's clear that the people in the New York 10th are looking for another option, and I respect that. Time for me to leave electoral politics and focus on other ways to serve. No one wants anything to do with Bill de Blasio ever, 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 ever again. Ever. They want no part of him. Couldn't run for president. Couldn't run uh, for Congress. People of New York, dumb, but not so dumb. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So if you look at the photos that will appear on your social media feeds, you'll think that Representative Ocasio-Cortez got arrested at some protest uh, in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, Not true. She's there with a cop. Cop does have his hand on her right arm. She's got her hands behind her back. And then in the next photo, she's got her hand up in the air like she's resisting. So she's pretending to be arrested. She wasn't arrested. She wasn't cuffed. 
least I, I don't have that story. That could change by the time night falls. But just like everything she does at the border, she's just playing around, trying to get some attention without actually doing anything. Just, just like a child. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. We'll see. Also, I'm going to wait for more uh, information to come out uh, about this. Uh, There is video of an explosion at the Hoover Dam. Boulder City Fire Department en route to an emergency call at the Hoover Dam. No further information available at this time. There is some fire. There is some black smoke. It could be anything. We're not going to start thinking of the worst here. We're going to let an investigation take place. I probably won't get back to this until tomorrow, but we'll keep an eye on it. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.